like to begin this episode with two things. First and most urgently, Duckstream is happening the weekend of December the 20th. That's right, Friday, December the 20th, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We'll be doing 48 hours of game streaming to support the Transactive Gender Project out of Portland, Oregon. Uh, go to duckfeed.tv slash duckstream to see more information about what's going on. It's always a good time. We're raising money for a fantastic cause, and we would love to see you there. Even if you cannot contribute monetarily, um, it is important that we have people cheerleading in the chat. It's always a good time. Uh, the other thing I'd like to begin with is some thanks to Jeremy Brown, William Rouse, Ryan Peterson, Lucas Sanborn, and Warren Mikowski. Thank you very much for supporting us at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Other people can go and do likewise if they want. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireball, that is Games Club Podcast. And this week we are talking about Jade Empire, which is an action RPG developed by BioWare and published by Microsoft for the Xbox in 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an executive produced episode by Peter. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Peter. Yeah. Um, you may remember Peter from our episode on Way of the Samurai. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is the premium episode for this month, which the, the theme is manageable Western RPG month. So shorter, you know, sub sub 30, sub 25 hour mm-hmm. Western RPGs. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, instead of dedicating a whole month to, you know, six episodes on mm-hmm. one particular yeah. game, we, we needed we need to, to ease off the throttle after Baldur's Gate two month. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I mean, I, w- I would have been happy doing a, a long one, too, but it was interesting mm-hmm. to, to play both of these. Yeah, yeah. The, the, so. they, they stand in contrast to each other, weirdly. It's amazing. Yep. Like, yeah, the uh, I was I was in the Slack, and I had this uh, revelation, and it sounds a little bit more damning than I intended it to be, mm-hmm. and it also doesn't hold up 100%, but mm-hmm. it also holds up slightly better than it seems like it does, mm-hmm. which is that uh, Black Isle breaking up kind of made Bioware as Wings and Obsidian as John Lennon Solo. Okay, yeah. Like messy, you know, incomplete buggy, mm-hmm. you know, but reaching, yeah, you know, a little bit further than Bioware, which is like kind of playing the hits, yeah. you know, like generally these are very crowd pleasing RPGs yeah. that Bioware makes that are, uh, I don't, I don't find to be overly ambitious. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of kind of scope and writing. Yeah, like I think that the only thing that approaches the ambition would be like Mass Effect as a whole, as opposed yeah, to any but... individual, any of the individual titles. Yeah. No. no. Um, and this is this is weird. You know, we're, we're creeping up on that era of Bioware. Like mm-hmm. we've done um, 
you know, old, old Black Isle style Bioware, mm-hmm. you know, with Baldur's Gate 2. Uh, we have done Neverwinter Nights 2 and this, which is the uncomfortable kind of middle period yeah, yeah. for Bioware. You know, someday maybe we'll do KOTOR mm-hmm. uh, and that will kind of round that out. But I think the next Bioware thing we have to do, not necessarily saying that next year has to be Bioware year, but mm-hmm. the next Bioware thing we have to do has to be, you know, Dragon Age Plus. Yes like Dragon Age Forward, mm-hmm. um, just because, uh, not least of which, because like I think that this this era for this company is so confusing and messy and weird <laughs> uh, that I'm, I, uh, you know, it's interesting, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's, I think they have like a lot of the same problems. I feel like some of the, the problems in this kind of presage some of the issues I have with some of the later games as well, mm-hmm. um, both in terms of... Uh, feeling the need to make an action game mm-hmm. like not you know not making an rpg like having this weird in-between state yeah you know in terms of genre and then in terms of just bioware's ultimate biggest problem is which is their weird black and white morality yes like they're they're the absolute and dire lack of nuance in terms of moral <laughs> situations yeah while also is, saying no it's better this time every time every single time like yeah. hey no we figured it out you did yeah. not figure it out my no. friends and and this is one of the more transparent mm-hmm. like non-figuring it out it's like th- this game in terms of its morality system like we'll get to it this is mm-hmm. the premium episode as we mentioned so this is gonna be our long generality section that everyone gets mm-hmm. in terms of like the morality system i i found this to be one of the hardest to stomach in games it's like i didn't rough. hate this game i didn't like you know I, this is i had found a lot of this game charming mm-hmm. and like it goes down pretty easy i had fun with this i'm really glad i played it there's some really genuinely funny parts to it yes um there there is some cool stuff in this game that i really liked um the morality system is so transparently like <laughs> you honor me versus honor is weakness everyone shall fall to my boot yeah and those being your two options for <laughs> it feels like at least half the dialogue responses yeah um it's so crazy going doing this after tyranny <laughs> it is it is such a contrast it, it really is and you know i did the evil path like we we, we, we split it um basically d- d- determined by who got to play who got to playing this first uh we get to choose what they took you took the good path and i took the evil path um it, yeah just when i talk about this being a contrast for tyranny just you know and all of the sugar that we talked about the idea that tyranny kind of nails something about you know being evil in games wow does this stand against that it's incredible yeah. like even just seeing the options mm-hmm. i was just like what what is this why would this person be allowed to live mm-hmm. in in real life like this is uh you know we every once in a while you'll see somebody on on tv or something say the quiet part loud yeah you know and say something so transparently evil they don't even approach bioware evil choices from this era right like even you know the the, the worst most naked shit that someone will just say is just like oh you know it's still not just somebody walking up to a rando on the street yeah. and just saying like you know compassion is an illusion gird yourself for my reign yeah. in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. like nobody colon and, and <laughs> you know, the 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 the, the spirit monk and, and and what's and what's weird about that is for as cartoonish as those individual options are when you're just talking to a dude on the street it weirdly doesn't connect to the like kind of planescape torment level of bastardry that you can do on a metaphysical level at the end of this 
mm-hmm. like you can i, I mean we'll, we'll, we'll get to what actually happens in the last act of the game in this if you are playing on the closed the closed fist path um <laughs> like th- that itself feels while well, interesting disconnected from the regular bioware you know depiction of evil which is i'm going to insult you and make you pay me for doing the same quest i would otherwise do yeah, where there's actually very little difference. Right. In this game, there is. Di- you know, I read it. I didn't do the evil path, but I read a lot about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are different things that you do. Like it does make them. It's like they're really creeping towards the minimum requirements mm-hmm. for including the system. Where like, yes, you need to be doing different things. Mm-hmm. That that feels like it shouldn't even need to be said, but apparently it does because in previous, you know, in some other games by some of these same people, you would do the same thing. The only difference would be like how mean you were about it and what mm-hmm. reward you got. Right. Here you're at least doing different things, but there's just I, I had this like intense feeling that like this company as a whole should not be trusted. Like out of all the companies and all the writers in the world, why are <laughs> these the people who are known for doing good and evil or like morality options? Because <laughs> there's so much there's so much nuance to that. Like it is it is a nuanced part of the world. Mm-hmm. Like how you, you know, what you do is your outlook for the world how you interact with people, what your life philosophy is, is by definition a very nuanced thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't associate this company with nuance. Right. And and this game is is a really rough example of that, while mm-hmm. still having some charms and a really interesting setting and all the yeah. stuff that we're going to talk yeah. sugar about. But the morality stuff is so dumb mm-hmm. and made me so mad during this, like just like so like what is even the point of me having this option when it is <laughs> it, it gets shunted so far? It is so quantized into yeah. Um, I was I was uh, talking about it on Twitter, and someone mentioned um, an old one up yours. Uh, Shane Bettenhausen called it uh, "Save the Puppy versus Eat the Puppy," mm-hmm. and that that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I am. Like, you know, do you do something so unquestionably evil, like not deliciously, deceptively evil, but just like extremely ridiculously evil, mm-hmm. or just you honor me? Yeah. You know, like you just you say something extremely milquetoast like the the open palm playthrough of this. You play a really boring character, you play a real wuss, <laughs> absolute wuss. Like I was so like just like irritated with my character and that has knock on effects for everything. Like, right. you know, the, the role, the feeling of investment and in role playing in this was very low mm-hmm. to me. And there are other reasons for that, too, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think this is probably the weakest set of companions. That that maybe Bioware is done. It's, um, it's, not as weak as Neverwinter Nights one, right? But really weak. Yeah, Neverwinter Nights one stands stands really on it uh, on its own in in that regard. And something that happens uh, generally on the closed on the on the closed fist playthrough is that you 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 have access or you have the affection of a very very an extremely small and un- uninteresting subset. Of mm-hmm. the people like you, you are able to convince people over to seeing the world through the closed fist, you know, ideology or whatever. But after that, like, if you don't do that, you have nobody on your side for anything. Yeah. Everybody's just groaning at your shit. And and even the people who remain in this, I think there's one character in this that is genuinely pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just one. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, there's a little girl possessed by demons. And that's really cool. That mm-hmm. storyline is cool. And even but there's there's a weird, you know, when we talked about the last one, we talked about integration yeah. in tyranny. There's an integration here, too, where like a lot of these things uh, integrate in kind of a negative way. Yeah. So like not only were characters to me not super interesting in this, it's also more or less felt almost arbitrary who I took with me. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the benefits you have and stuff are so minor. Mm hmm. Um, that you have like generally a warm body who could distract 
guards <laughs> was fine. Like this yeah. could have been done by a sign. I could have got the Cinco boy as my <laughs> companion. And it had the same mechanical effects yeah. as this, you know? So why wouldn't I choose a little girl to possess by demons? Yeah. Out of, out of all of these people like, Oh, this is, this has kind of an interesting story. It's about as efficacious as anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, that's about yeah. as good. Why not? Yep. Um, is it, there's yeah, tons of stuff we had to, we had to get into it. Like, I know I'm stall. I'm not stalling, but I know I'm like kind of spiraling a little bit because it is, there's a lot of stuff kind of vying to be the first thought out, like to be, to be the thesis. Right. Yes. You know, and for me looking at this, you know, when we talk about Bioware as a whole, you know, we'll get to this in the biographics a little bit, but this was the, this was their dream project. This is the game that they kind of always wanted to make. And it's interesting <laughs> that this is put out at a point in the studio's history that begins kind of this identity crisis that you can kind of see even cascading forward to today with like Anthem. Right. Yeah. You know, so I, like I, it just yeah. like picking this apart and seeing exactly like what doesn't precisely hang together. I, I think it's good. Like it, it, it has helped me understand the studio's output a little bit better as somebody who has played everything that they have done, except for like some um, except for like Code or two and like a Neverwinter Nights expansion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had the thought many times during this that. If this is their dream project, and this is like genuinely an interesting setting, like we'll we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. I wish that they had made it at a different time during their career. Yeah, you know, like I, I had the thought, like this around the time of Dragon Age Two might have been real cool mm -hmm. with that enhanced focus on scope. Yeah, and kind of like those that snappiness of animation and uh, kind of level of polish mm -hmm. to to fast paced combat. Yeah, you know, might have been served it better than doing it during this very weird like. Man, the you know the Xbox One generation, <laughs> extremely transitional and weird yeah. in a general sense. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about all that stuff in, in general. But you're right; the entire vying for the top is the right way to say because there's so much about this that is like, like frustrating, mispotential, and just like messy, mm -hmm. messy, messy, messy. And it, it is just hard to know what to talk about first. Yeah, with it. So we'll uh, get into it. One caveat I want to make generally is that I didn't do everything in this game. Same. Um, I didn't do all the companion side quests. I didn't end up doing a romance, which is kind of me in video games. Like I don't care yeah. uh, about them. And there's a lot of side quests I missed um, in part because I was ready for it to be done in part because it had the thing that is like a classic watch out for fireballs problem is as the grand plot gets more interesting, I get more focused on it. Yeah. And then in a missing side stuff, because I want to see what happens in the actual plot. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, part just because, the hooks for some of the stuff was not as interesting. So there are side quests I didn't do. Yeah. Um, and there are, uh, there are, there's some general side content things, even that had far reaching kind of mechanical mm -hmm. effects. Like I understand you get new weapons if you do a lot of the arena stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I only did a little bit of the arena stuff because I didn't like the fighting in this game. Yeah. Um, you know, so the, uh, there's some things I can't speak to. Mm -hmm. Same. Uh, for me, it was like a pacing concern. Usually, um, what I want to go and clean up side quest kind of things, uh, you know, it's kind of slightly before the end. Turns out that after chapter three, you're kind of on a greased rail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> toward the very end of the game. They're like, well, ding, ding, dong. Yeah. Ding, 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 dong, ding darn it. Yes. Ding, dong. Flubba gadget. Yep. What's, that, what's that word? That you... I, 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 for, I forget. I don't crumble know. I, it, yeah. it, 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 crumble, crumble up. I don't know. I just. Yeah. 
Cole, Cole pulled out a real old man word. Yeah, and I, I made up one by putting together a bunch of dismissive sounds. <laughs> Clumbity bump. Yep, there we go. That's what Thank it was. You. And yes. there was a, yeah. a, a toll was exacted socially. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for nothing. Yeah, this is a real clumbity bump. Yeah. So, um, so let's get into it. Yeah, let's uh, let, let, let's go for it. Uh, so in this game, you play as a young martial artist uh, in this kind of faux Chinese medieval world. I think the uh, the term for it is wuja. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and you're attempting to uh, rescue your master from this kind of imperial conspiracy that is going on. Yes. Um, and the, the setting itself, my understanding is there are some books and other media that does kind of a similar thing. Bridge of Birds is the biggest um, yeah. influence on this. Yeah, uh, Wuja is basically any kind of like Chinese medieval mythological. There are monsters and magic and stuff going on. Um, it's like steampunk elements to this as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an interesting setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a real-time kind of action game. Mm-hmm. So the uh, role-playing elements of this are greatly downplayed. We'll talk about all those things in detail. Yes. You know, both the, the combat and the role-playing elements, um, which generally I don't think any of these really reach their potential. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, as far as stuff that Bioware has done, I think this is probably the closest they've done to a straight action RPG. Yes. You know, they've done other games like this. You know, there are parts of Mass Effect that feel like a shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, Dragon Age 2 kind of feel, you know, feels like a real-time with pause action game in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. Um, maybe Anthem is different, but who played Anthem? <laughs> no. Not me. Yes. I, I was literally just asking. It's not even like a joke. It's just no, like a, no. I, I, it's, you know, it's I know more a... people have seen a UFO than have played Anthem. Like, it's... it's... <laughs> not really a thing right so. oh they're gonna they're gonna roam reborn it and everybody will say they're sorry for how yeah, they everyone will end up liking it oh it's the yeah. destiny thing so. oh yeah exactly precisely which is what happens yep. with schluters yeah yep hate that yeah. word so fucking much it's gross <laughs> it sounds like it's 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 like a it makes me think of like an oyster shooter mm-hmm. like an oyster <laughs> schluter schluter which is like yeah um so uh this this greatly simplified role-playing elements um it starts with character creation and stats um, you have pre-made models. Mm-hmm. You don't have a uh, you know, character creation. I ended up choosing um, the middle top guy, blue vest. <laughs> the middle top guy, blue vest. Yep. Is, it, is this guess who? Should I yeah, be putting a, putting other people's faces down? I, I gave him my I, my own name, uh, mm. so I, I can't. I, I did the randomized name until I found one that I liked. Yes. So it was like uh, Stillwaters Lou or something like that. Mm, yeah. I did... I did the straight-haired lady with the pink shirt. Mm. So, no. so that's uh, the level of characterization we're working with here on the character creation. <laughs> yep. Basically, I know it sounds like we're being dismissive, but I can't imagine there's not characters assigned to these these people. It's not really a character. Instead, they have uh, different stat spreads, mm-hmm. um, of which there are only three. Right. Uh, and then you have two sets of derived uh statistics from those you have mm-hmm. the numbers for those so body influences hp uh spirit influences your magic mind influences your focus mm-hmm. which uh can be uh manipulated on their own yes. without manipulating the base stats mm-hmm. and then they have derived conversation stats which are charm intimidate into intuition and that is it yes that uh, is... It is very simplified yeah um, and at every level up, you are just picking how to distribute three different, um, th- you know, th- th- three different points between all of those. I tended to just emphasize chi or emphasize uh, the, the the spirit Magic. or what have you. Yeah, just yeah. just because that seemed like the most versatile um, of, of everything. Like everything would would spring out of that. So having yeah. that meter up was good. Yep. 
it is uh so all three of those correspond to three different meters which we'll talk about in mm-hmm. the combat but yes. yeah I, I did very similar you know eventually uh once i kind of settled on my focus on weapons you know put some more points into focus and then body was short up because a lot of the uh kind of passive perks you can get in the game mm-hmm. from merchants because the economy in this game is also something i think it feels like totally broken mm-hmm. um were body emphasis yes so a lot of that i shored up through items mm-hmm. uh you also at the beginning select a couple of fighting styles that you're going to begin with um and you're going to be gathering these fighting styles throughout the game uh as rewards you're going to uh buy them from trainers etc uh these uh, are either um you know they're they're like different hand-to-hand martial arts that you do there are weapon ones there are magic ones there are transformation ones which i want to like more <laughs> than how they than how they articulate um and you can switch between them at will um and all of them can kind of be improved with these talent points yes so when you level up you get uh points that you can put into these and typically you can increase the damage the speed and then the cost right um kind of what what that uh what that would be some of them you do uh you increase the the specific chi damage the magic Mm -hmm. damage um as opposed to the regular damage but those are typically the things you can improve and you can improve them in any of your styles so you get a little spread of all the styles you've learned so far and you get increasing number of points as mm-hmm. you level up. So you maybe start off with three points to put in, uh, and things have different costs. Yeah. So these uh, these differences are really significant. You're not running into the like 0.1% frost damage mm-hmm. shit. Um, you know, it's like do 25% extra damage. Like it's right. all pretty big. Yeah. Um, so upgrades are meaningful, which is good. Um, having the widespread of things felt sat in the game weird for me. Like mm-hmm. I ended up having so many styles near the end, but I only ended up leaning on a few of them yeah and it was really extremely effective to the point of trivialization until i ran into a wall that was designed to hard counter it mm-hmm. and then i was fucked yes like it wasn't a thing where it encouraged the, the diversification that it it wanted mm-hmm. up until the very end when it like slapped my wrist like you idiot you were doing this thing that works why were you doing that <laughs> you know it, it didn't it didn't feel like it hung together very well and there are there were styles that i didn't end up putting anything into mm-hmm. um quite a few actually yes um, those different styles are worth uh, talking about, like the different types. Mm-hmm. Um, martial styles are hand-to-hand combat. Uh, weapon styles are what they sound like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's support styles, which are how you uh, – they kind of articulate like, um, you know, just like a combat style, but they have different effects. You can yeah. either like slow down the enemy. Um, you can do things like that. You can drain their chi, mm-hmm. drain their magic points, which actually isn't a support style through gerrymandering, but it acts like one. Mm-hmm. Um, There are things like that. So there are kind of utility things. And the idea is you're meant to kind of seamlessly like switch between these. Nothing is seamless, Um, Gary. Nothing is seamless. (laughs) The combat in this is too messy for that. And every time I switched styles, Mm -hmm. it was not uh, like an action game. It Mm -hmm. wasn't like like switching stances in an idealized Neo or something. It was very, very clunky, Mm -hmm. Um, which is a nice little segue into – to combat but we should also just real quick talk about gear because yeah, yeah i don't i mean do, do you have a do you have a, a line here about economy i we mean economy let, let, let's let's like... talk about it here because it doesn't it doesn't really show up later the economy factors into this so little add uh, all kinds of silver at the end of this because there was basically nothing worthwhile to spend it on everyone would there's yeah. there's literally no and and that you know again one of those like 2018 2019 watch out for fireballs revelations that i don't mm-hmm. want to take too much credit for Right. But something that you and I have stumbled on in a lot of games, probably starting with Bloodborne, is how the economy of a game affects way more than just the economy of the game. Yeah. Because it affects reward structures and it affects exploration, 
mm-hmm. in really serious ways. Yeah. Um, so in this game, instead of having gear, you don't have uh, you get a, you get assigned a weapon early on. You can upgrade it once. There are a couple of ways to get extra weapons, either through side quests or through the arena. Mm-hmm. Typically, though, uh, you are spending money on uh, either these techniques, these uh, kind of passive perks, of which it feels like there are four merchants in the game. Yeah. There's almost none of this. Each mm-hmm. one sells maybe three. Yeah, of these things and you're not going to want all of them no because a lot of them have drawbacks that are associated um, with them that work against the kind of character you're trying to make so they would be something like plus 10 focus minus five body mm-hmm. you know is what these kind of things would be and they're permanent stat ups yes that you buy the other thing you can buy are gems kind of like a uh you know S- super mario rpg style like slotting and perks mm-hmm. the issue with this is that you start off with three you eventually get to five mm-hmm that you can do on this, um, you're going to constantly be getting gems for the entire game. It's what the game does as rewards are silver, which you use to buy things, mm-hmm. but there's almost nothing to buy. Yeah. And gems that are worse than the gems you have <laughs> consistently, Yeah. which gives such a horrible feeling to the economy of this. Like some of the joys of a role-playing game include uh, doing a quest to get a cool item. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't really happen in this. Right. Uh, sometimes you'll get a cool style, and that's the the, the idea of the reward. Sometimes mm-hmm. you'll get a significant gem. A lot of the time, though, you will get uh, just oh a plus two body. I already have a plus three body. Mm-hmm. Why would I do this? Nope. Um, another one of the joy is getting to a new town and seeing everything that that's cool for sale. Yeah. When I got to the Imperial City in this, I was like, oh great, I'm finally gonna be able to spend all this money. There's like one merchant. Yeah. In it that's tucked away and almost nothing to buy. Uh, and then doing like side quests and stuff or exploring rather mm-hmm. like exploring, going into corners to find stuff. Yeah. But what you can find is all horse shit. Like there's nothing there's nothing that feels good about finding things or gaining things in this game with the exception of some styles mm-hmm. uh, that you get. And I ended up with so much money at the end. I ended up with just like having a loadout of my best gems, which was really easy, constantly getting rewards that I didn't want. Yeah. Um, constantly turning down the option to buy rewards I didn't want. <laughs> it is absolutely broken and it affects so much because yeah. it just made, you know, when I talk about how I didn't do a lot of the side quests in this game, part of it was because the extrinsic rewards were always lacking. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes there would be an intrinsic reward. Like I did a couple of amusing side quests and they were fun because they were fun. It was yeah. fun. The act of doing them was fun. But the uh, the meta game of improving my character of, Increasing my efficacy against the challenges that lie ahead was just lacking. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't there. The game is just not interested in that. And they somehow crafted like a really bad version of this, mm-hmm. of that kind of role playing game construct. Yes. Yeah, no. And it was to the point, you know, at the end, I had so much, so much silver um, that I didn't even bother opening up chests or like taking apart urns because it's kind of like bending down to pick up a penny isn't worth it a little bit. Um, And also like it wasn't worth the jank of like kind of maybe targeting the thing and then having my character auto run over to it to kick it. Like I just, I didn't. Yes. System. Yeah. I love when you you go into a hotel and they've trapped their bases <laughs> yeah. in case anyone kicks them. Yeah. Like, what is going on? <laughs> like, there's a whole like trap system in this yeah. game that is just real weird. I, I had a moment where I like literally asked my monitor because <laughs> I picked up a gem that was like increased, you know, trap detection. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hold up. Are you expecting me to go into my pause menu? Mm-hmm. Shunt over to my gem selection, unselect my default gems, select the trap gem before every one of these vases, mm-hmm. and then 
re-put in my combat gem before combat? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, is that the idea here? <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it, it's a whole really weird undeveloped system. Yeah. It, uh, just, with that. Yeah. Like, like any of the character customization stuff or the gear and the economy stuff, it's kind of this weird Potemkin village of, of systems that is mm-hmm. like propped up to kind of make you like, make you believe that there's something there while you're paying attention to what, if what Bioware actually cares about, which is the dialogue choices and story and stuff yeah the plot in the world yes you know and it just it, it made me think um so this was the first uh it's not the first game they di- they did that wasn't based on another table you know another rule set mm-hmm. because they you know they had done uh, kotor mm-hmm. but well K- kotor was uh star wars d20 yeah 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 right yeah i was gonna, just gonna say that kotor was closer but you're right it was actually d20 mm-hmm. this is the first time they created a rule set yes and it's amazing for somebody who has to know the ins and outs of so many tabletop rule sets to come up with something like this mm-hmm. to me. Like there, there is just a level of it, of ineptitude to the the system part of this in terms of that economy and character build stuff that is just bonkers to me. Yeah. Like, and I think you're right. The idea is you're not supposed to care about that. And mm-hmm. I imagine people who are really big fans of this game don't care about it. Like yeah. they probably recognize this as a flaw, but they're just like, I just didn't really pay much attention to that. I was too engrossed in the story and I was enjoying the flavor too much. And that's yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. You know, but as somebody who uh, is always at least, you know, has half my foot in systems, mm-hmm. kind of no matter what, like it's a big thing that I uh, admire about games. Like it's yeah. something that I think is really cool. Um, it's something that games can do that's unique. Yeah. Um, you know, a novel can have this setting and flavor. A novel cannot have its systems, right. you know, in it. So yeah. like that's really important to me. And, and it's just it's really uncommonly biffed. Yeah, uh, a system that is not integrated or is half-heartedly implemented will just be will just be friction. Yeah, you know, and, like and if, if, it, if it's it like. if it's there, I want it to live up. You know, I want it to live up to what it is promising or what it is saying. Otherwise, and, like why why is it there? Yeah, and and it, well, the way reason it's there is because you need to have quest rewards and you mm-hmm. need to have reasons to explore. Yeah, but it wasn't good <laughs> enough, so it ended up making that feel like I was constantly finding Chalice Dungeon materials. Yeah. You know, and that is a really like a a, a patented bad feel. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it, it it has not it has so many like ripple effects because not only that is part of why I didn't do as much content in this game mm-hmm. because you know so it, it just it has a really big impact like yeah. messing up this stuff you can't just say like oh just the flavor matters yeah like it, it no they 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 interact they interface and it, like and it, it messes with the morality system too because oftentimes the difference between good and bad is how much of a of a, or a reward you want to extract from the person or shake down from them like i don't know there's really no reason to be bad because money doesn't mean anything here yeah why would i be why would i be evil when you know it's, it doesn't do the Baldur's gate 2 thing where it's experience versus money mm-hmm. i think you get the same amount of experience either way you're not making a trade right but there's no reason to say like yes i will you know mercy is illusion i will kill everyone in this village if it pleases me mm-hmm. other than just for the pure intrinsic joy that you might take in choosing that choice if there's no temptation you know, I, I think that like one of the Bioware's big problems is that like if you if you're going to present me with a moral choice, both sides have to be compelling mm-hmm. and they have to be compelling on every axis. Yeah. Um, they can't just be compelling in terms of uh, narrative or just in terms of having different effects. They also have to be compelling in terms of play mm-hmm. and kind of reward. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things and you can tell me if this is wrong. This was born of a discussion in the Slack, but. The only big major choice I got to when I played Mass Effect 1, which I played like the first 10 hours of a few times, yeah. was whether to eliminate the uh, the evil bug. Uh, the the, the Rachni. Yeah. The Rachni. Mm-hmm. And 
the game was pretty clearly signaling to me that genocide was wrong. And I thought, I was like, okay, I'm not going to genocide them. And I was looking on the Slack and someone said they show up later if you don't genocide them as an ally. But if you, uh, and if you, and if you do genocide them, then they don't, mm-hmm. you know, well, so when they say, when they say later, they mean two games later. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They show up in the, in the third one. Um, so there is an effect mm-hmm. way later. Um, what I want though, from that is that I make the moral choice and there is a cost in that I'm going to be running into these things all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I, if I don't genocide them, like, oh, this, this next part of the game is way harder because I made my moral choice. You want alpha protocol. And, I want Alpha Protocol. I want Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Like Obsidian is good at that. Bioware is not, but Bioware likes to do it. Mm-hmm. They're good at other things. Like yeah. it's it's you know I like I like half their games that I've played. Like I think that they do good things, but they love to traffic in this stuff they're not adept at. Mm-hmm. And this this has that feeling to it the entire time. Like it is not a gameplay consideration to make a good evil choice. It's not a mechanical consideration. It's not even like a narrative one really. Yeah. In this, it's barely a narrative one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. It's mm. a it's a bummer. And I I thought like you know I I'd stopped playing Mass Effect one shortly after that choice. So I thought when I decided not to genocide them, I was going to run into that. And then someone was like, "No, nah, that's not really how it works." And I was like, "Well, that that fucking sucks, man." Like, yeah, each of that would have been way cooler. Each of those worlds that you go to is really is really self contained uh, in that regard. And I mean, not in the game's defense, but to provide to provide, yeah, provide more context, the Rachni choice is kind of seen as like, oh, that's the dumbest thing they make you do in that game. It's it's the megaton, yeah. yeah, you know, kind of kind of decision, and, you know. And again, like, just I've been picking on Bioware a lot, but Bethesda equally culpable in this. Oh, kind of for a hundred percent, yeah. So I, you know, I, I am like I just so it's I'm talking about video games, and I'm saying good things about Obsidian. I'm not saying bad things about Bioware. Right, right. Like most video games are not good at this. They just like to traffic in it, regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, um, let's get into combat. Yeah, speaking of bummers, I wish there yeah. was more here. Um. It's almost like there needs to be. Like it for it to be because it, it's it's weird, mm-hmm. right? Like the the combat, um, it's very uh, it's like very simple. Yes. In this, um, it can be more complicated if you want it to be, mm-hmm. but it doesn't demand it on regular difficulty, right? And it doesn't uh, reward it. Like neither demands nor rewards more complicated. Yeah. Well, and and I would add on top of that, can't bear it. There's a yeah. The, 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 there is clunky. a very this like I I don't know. I was thinking about this. And I was like, man, I like Nier's combat better than this. It's a, it's it's a wild that's a wild thing to say, that but is, I I agree. Like yeah. I, I think it is it is more functional. And, 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 and it comes down to like I don't know feel. It feels like you're dialing in combos in this. You feel very disconnected from the from the action that is taking place. There's no cancel that seems to happen. Although mm-hmm. enemies can cancel shit all the time. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you're locked into animations in a very unsatisfying way. Like just down to like an implementation level, they it, it's they they. they uh, they pointed uh, for the they, they they pointed like they were gonna try and hit it out of the park, and they kind of tried to bunt, but it hit the bat and then hit them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the ambulance came out, and the mascot came out and did a dance to distract all the kids yeah. from the dead player. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, that 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 thing else, it's it's a little bit hyperbolous, but I think that I the, the 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 sentiment remains, you know, and it goes back to a little bit like you know this is the game that Bioware you know had always wanted to make, and you know they talk about, and it stands to reason that oh you can't have like a turn based game that's martial arts, you know, that is in this setting and is about doing really cool kicks and punches and stuff. Like you need to feel like you are executing each of those you know moves you can't have a cooldown bar you can't have the um uh you know r- real time with pause like they had done before or even with um with with kotor right mm-hmm. um which there would be an argument with kotor like i don't know if you're gonna have lightsabers people want to be able to swing those around too and it's like okay if you're gonna swing a sword people want to swing it around as well too like the idea <laughs> yeah. that you can't do this i mean the new yakuza game is going to be a turn-based mm-hmm you know, a Kung Fu game. Like, I don't actually think that that was as outlandish as they, they thought. And right, I think that right. I was operating under the misconception that they couldn't mm-hmm. do that and substituting in what they substituted in was a big yeah. mistake. Yeah. Just the, the, you know, and like, I don't know, Bioware had, had made an, a good action game in the past. Like MDK two is fun, but, th- mm-hmm. but this in particular, it really showed them like leaning on a particular weakness of theirs in a way that was kind of hubristic, honestly. I don't hubristic know, but, is kind of a good way to, to put yeah. it. Like, and the, the backbone of it, the good thing I can say about the combat in general before, like, because I, I do find it very generally frustrating, and I swear we will get to the positive part yes. of this yeah. general, generalization at the point. The systems are not it no. in general, and we're doing systems right now, mm-hmm. um, is that there is clearly a lot of affection that is it part of this like the people who made this really like martial arts yeah and really like genre films mm-hmm. of that and a lot of these styles that you have are based on real styles it's like oh that's bruce lee cool yeah. that's jackie chan nice they they like that yeah. and they they're tons of affection so there's some heart to what they are trying to do here mm-hmm. which can go a little ways in and that is in concept and describing it in your hands though mm-hmm it is a like PS one era like diehard game. Yeah, Oof. almost. Oof, like, doofa. You, <laughs> it is. It is over the shoulder. Um, you have strong and weak attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's basically kind of um a rock paper scissors to it, where uh you know blocks will beat a weak attack. Mm-hmm. Um, strong attacks will beat a block. Uh, and, uh, you know, a, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you, you weak attack until someone blocks and then you do a strong attack and hope they do, they don't interrupt it. Yeah. Or you jump behind them or you jump behind them. Cause you have a dodge, uh, as well, which is, there's no stamina. Mm-hmm. So one of the things this made me think about was how important stamina is to these kind of systems. Like if I can just spam dodge, mm-hmm. I'm practically invincible. And the way that this game decides to make me not invincible is by having, certain boss characters just do such outlandish damage so quickly mm-hmm. that they can melt me before I can dodge. Yeah. So when I got to difficulty walls in this game, it, I just like died in, in less than a breath. Right. You know, I just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And just the guy just melted me. Yeah. And then it's okay. Time to do the boss fight again. The the other, uh, the, the other way that they mitigate that strategy is to throw in basically every um, status effect in this. That isn't just damage over time. Locks Holds you in you place for a very yes. long time. Yeah. Yeah, which is very frustrating. Yeah. Um, you know, you can do that to the enemy, yes. Mm-hmm. But the way that this combat is set up, the kind of third-person limited perspective, as opposed to a god's eye view, um, kind of general, you know, general, like as in a military sense perspective of mm-hmm. it, um, is that you will, this will happen to you from off-screen. Mm-hmm. You will get frozen. You will just stand there and take hits. Yeah. 
frequently. You didn't have anything, you know, and, and functionally that's not uh, different than a turn-based system that happens in turn-based systems as well. Well, turn-based systems, yeah. you're also, you're like, you can, I'm not controlling my guy. Let me jump over to the other person. So I that's can. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, and that could have been a way to do this mm-hmm. in this game, like allow you to switch control. Um, you know, we have, we'll talk about companions uh, at length and how that kind of like, I don't think this game should have limited you to one companion Same. Um, for a couple different reasons. Um, but so the, the combat ends up being very simple. I think the idealized version, the charming kind of heart version they wanted is that you are doing these combos as opposed to combos changing with button presses. They change with switching styles Mm -hmm. so you can actually extend your combos like a weak attack has a is like three hits and then kind of a rest three hits and a rest Mm -hmm. um and then strong attacks take a little while to charge up and then you you hit and you hit really hard and you usually have knockback and you can extend your your weak attack combos by switching styles partway through it kind Mm -hmm. of resets them called harmonious combos is the name of that system Yes, which the game does not do really explain a character in the second town, mm-hmm. like will actually stop and explain it to you. But it's it's for something that I see a lot of reference to. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that I remember the game doing a good job of tutorializing to right. me. It's also not something you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that determines what kind of uh, pickups an enemy will drop, yep. how you end a harmonious harmonious combo. But for being a key system, it's not very emphasized. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this, but my point being, you can you can kind of extend your things and make this a little bit more complicated. Enemies uh, almost exclusively, uh, if they're melee enemies, just rush you down. Mm-hmm. And if you're fighting more than one enemy, you cannot really do these harmonious combos because somebody will come and interrupt you. You have no poise, right? Uh, in this game, so they'll come up and interrupt you from behind. There's also a lot of the combat was about not being hit, so there's no real reason to do a long combo. Like I mostly I do like three hits, jump behind the dude do three hits. If he blocked, I would jump twice, which mm-hmm. is the exact amount of time that it would take for him as block to cool down mm-hmm. and then hit him some more and yeah. then move on to the next guy. Like I eventually got very uh, efficient mm-hmm. at the combat, but it never got particularly expressive or fun. The lack of expression is a real, um, a real problem for me in this mm-hmm. actually, you know, you can, you know, you do, you, you, you can learn these different combos and you can pick them together. They're functionally really similar though. Uh, the biggest difference is going to be pretty much in like, what is the special effect on the, uh, on the strong attack? Um, mm-hmm. or, you know, what's the, what's the range on this? If it's a, if it's a magic, uh, kind of deal, you're going to approach most of these encounters the same way, regardless the way that they kind of force you to change up, um, outside of just in the moment, like, okay, are they blocking or are they not is different kinds of enemies and different mix-ups will have different immunities, not like different resistances. It's just literal, like no, no sale on particular yeah. attacks. Um, so it actually like discourages a real kind of specialization because you're always going to want to have on your quick bar, um, you know, a martial style, a magic style, and a support style. Yeah, um, and a weapon style. And just kind of like switch between those in the in the way that you can, which kind of precludes um, the use of those combos and things like that. Just every, mm-hmm. like most of the fights felt really similar to each other to me. Yeah, um, very similar. Yeah. But yeah. And and I got to, there's a boss fight that is like my least favorite, the nadir of this game for me, mm-hmm. which in which the style I specialized in was punished. And I ended up having a real classic, like run around an arena. Like I couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't go level up or change things running around an arena, draining magic from, you know, hit point sponge bosses mm-hmm. in order to get enough uh, magic to transform briefly. Yeah. 
hit during transformation styles, which we'll talk about, which I also think like there's one you get that's actually really powerful and good. Mm-hmm. The early ones you get, I did not like. Right. Uh, but that was the only thing that could hurt these bosses because giving them immunities instead of resistances was a mistake. Yeah. Like it, it, it's contrary to, you know, they want you to switch things up, but they, they also want you to specialize because those bonuses that you get for, for leveling up your styles are very significant. Mm-hmm. So it's at odds. Like it's just like disharmonious, Yes. you know, in, in, in a real serious way. Um, real crazy mm-hmm. uh, to it. Um, you know, so the uh, enemies will block. That's basically the rhythm, which you mentioned. Um, fights feel largely the same. There are a lot of fights. Yes. In it too. There, I can't tell you the number of times like in the game where I finished a quest and I'm just going back to the town mm-hmm. and you run into three just ghosts pop out of the ground for no reason. Yes. Like you, you do a lot of fights in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it got, I got efficient about it, but never, never good. Yeah. Never, never, never fun. Um, you have three, you have three meters, you have health. Um, and you have two additional meters, chi and focus, uh, focus powers, weapon styles. Yes. Um, so, uh, that's what I ended up focusing on. So uh, this, I used the, the staff, uh, cause I had really great range mm-hmm. and, uh, I got very good with that. Um, and you can also enter into like matrix time. Mm-hmm. You can put every, almost you still go, it puts everything in slow-mo, but you still move at just a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes into super speed yeah. uh, in focus mode and this drains your focus. Yeah. I didn't find an awful lot of use for this because generally the combat was pretty easy as well. Yeah. I can see if, you know, if you're somebody who's really going in all, all in on this and bumping the difficulty up to the maximum, I can see managing this actually being a really big deal. Even though the difficulty options, if you change difficulty, all it changes is amount of damage you take and how much you do. So... <laughs> Yeah, it, it's not. I was reading about that uh, before we recorded because I was like, boy, like somebody, you know, just because I like to invent a ser- like an army of straw men whenever I have a strong opinion, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's just kind of kind of my thing. Um, I was just like, what is somebody going to say when I say I find the combat really boring? Like I imagine at least one person being like, you didn't get it because yeah. any criticism is deflected by you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, it and I was like, there. Okay, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Like you had this experience. No, you didn't. Um, so it was like, what if I had played on more difficult mode? Would it have been more interesting? Mm-hmm. And the answer seems like a definitive no. Right. Enemies would hit harder, so there'd be higher higher consequence. But in terms of my efficacy, I was already pretty optimized. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't be about me having to be smarter about doing more damage. It would just have to just take longer. Yeah, it felt like, uh, which is crazy. And focus mode also leads for my weapons, like having them be the same meter. Mm-hmm. Like having to you know using a stick requires focus. Mm-hmm. I've hit somebody with a stick. It does not require any focus. <laughs> um, just made it that this not a big thing I used either. Mm-hmm. Um, chi is really weird in this game as well because uh, so it powers magical styles. Uh, you can enter into chi mode and get kind of a damage buff. You can use chi to heal yourself. It is the only way to heal yourself. Yes. Um, and it also drains at an alarming rate when you are transformed. Yes. Uh, so chi is doing a lot of work mm-hmm. uh, in this. If I was trying to play like a magical transformation style character, mm-hmm. It would have a rhythm of constantly taking, you know, instead of like popping an ether like you would in an RPG, taking a break to switch into the spirit thief mode and just kind of, you know, basically drawing like Final Fantasy VIII drawing magic mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. Like I just need to spend some time in the timeout box sucking magic power from these people yeah. so I can still fight. Which requires you to get right up against enemies and that wouldn't be what you expect for. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a distance way of draining, but it drains minuscule amounts unless it's heavily upgraded. Yeah. Which is how I got into that purgatory boss fight that took me 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's like the magic just does too much work in this. Yeah. 
like having that related to healing is very frustrating to me because mm -hmm. on the surface, like making a choice between healing or offense mm -hmm. uh, sounds cool. But when there are enemies that can only be hurt by magic offense, making me choose between being able to participate in the game or healing is not as interesting of a choice. Yeah. Um, especially when, again, the way that this game does difficulty is really high lethality. Like the bosses or things that can just melt you incredibly quickly mm -hmm. um, are how this game does challenge when it happens. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do not really like the, the cheese system. I mean, it being the most useful stat just because it almost gives you a second health bar. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you can do other stuff with it, too, if you want. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it's I don't like that integration very much. Same. So. Um, th those meteors, you can get uh, power ups uh, off of defeated enemies that will give you a little boost to them. Uh, if you can't really plan against those unless yeah. you're really paying attention to uh, harmonious combos and things like that. Uh, for this, it was just kind of like, oh, neat. Cool. I don't have to drain as much chi as I otherwise would have in this fight. Yeah. And they, they uh, you know, the, again, the way that world design integrates mm -hmm. into these things not only in rewards but there are just little refill stations everywhere yes um they're really frequent they're not in places that make sense <laughs> uh story-wise and they are there are separate ones for for focus and for chi mm -hmm. and there'll be t there does not appear to be any rhyme or reason as to which one you'll you'll find they're not always together right so sometimes you know after a long combat bout which in which you might think like oh i want to get my chi back because i need to heal um you would instead find just to focus yeah recharge it feels random yeah i didn't see uh, any rhyme or reason to it and i found myself wishing that it was almost like a like a soul reaver kind of thing where it, it like timing depended like it switched between two of them you mm -hmm. know and just kind of like oh yeah. like I, I i hit it now if i want chi and i hit it now if i want focus but. or even just have them like refill after every fight yeah that wouldn't hurt that much like you'd have to do some rebalancing there but the kind of a typical like a way in which strategy lends itself into rpgs and specifically jrpgs is the idea of managing your resources over a dungeon mm -hmm. right so like jrpgs have this town dungeon rhythm where it's like oh it's time to go into a dungeon i've bought x amount of potions will that last me yeah you know uh the time here that's not really a system this game engages with so mm -hmm. making me go into an encounter without full resources mm -hmm. when this game is not that type of game and i can't really make choices about my resources Yeah, did not end up feel, feeling very additive mm -hmm. to this. Yeah. So um, you can, you can uh, do a dodge roll, as we mentioned um, pro tip uh, remap that shit to, to the block button ASAP. <laughs> yep. Like otherwise you're double tapping and it's doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, you can hold down that button just to dodge or, or rather to block, mm -hmm. um, which will get countered by a heart attack, but otherwise is invincible. There's no chip damage. The way that you said that's not countered by a heart attack. Yeah, it gets countered by a heart attack. <laughs> it's my new single. Yeah. I'm Kaja Kuku now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the heart attack of love. Oh. Um, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, we, we we talked about like just things being pretty sloppy here. Uh, so I play this on the Xbox. I don't know if it's different on the PC, but like I found myself like I'm trying to block, but you can't have pressed any direction within the same minute as you press the block button. Otherwise, you do a dodge. Yeah, yeah. This like just like just things are they, they don't fit together at the edges. Um, the timing just feels weirdly loose um you know in a, in a way that is very difficult to articulate verbally but i think just you know in your hands it would be a, it would be apparent it, it it's almost as if a company that doesn't make action games made an action game yeah 
You know, like it, that's what it feels like. It, it's not a very well tuned action game. Right. Um, you know, it is it ends up occupying this weird in between space mm -hmm. uh, and not really succeeding particularly well either way yeah. um the the pain train continues i swear the positive part is coming uh, <laughs> the, uh, in terms of companions um we mentioned you know i do think this is probably the weakest roster with there are some exceptions there's some good characters but bioware is really known for the companions largely rightfully so mm -hmm. um this is the second weakest after neverwinter nights one yeah. um i would say uh the pretty weak sauce group of you know misfits mm -hmm. um and mechanically the way they work is you can take one of them with you at once um, and then you can set them to either uh, combat or support. Um, I cannot imagine setting any of them to support. Uh, I can't imagine they setting were... any of them to attack. Really interesting. <laughs> yeah. they, so there's probably a little bit of shade there. For me, the use of a companion was to draw fire mm -hmm. from me. And that is what they did. Yeah. Um, uh, and in, in support, they would still draw fire, but they would buff you at the same time. Okay. I did not know that. I thought they, like I did, I, thought they would just not get attacked yeah. during that. Do they fight back or do they just stand there and buff you and just get hit? They, they, they fight back. Um, okay. it's, it's a little bit like how you have, you have support uh, attacks that um, that have um, magical effects on them. Have effect. Okay, I didn't yeah. realize they still fought yeah. during that. I was just reading. And again, you know, this is a little bit on me for not being experimental, a little bit on the game not explaining it. Because when you set them to support, it just says that they it recharge. Like you get, there's like a lack of text in this game mm -hmm. that comes from its console kind of thing so text is really big and on any given screen there's a sentence generally mm -hmm. so a lot of the uh tooltip kind of stuff is very very uh brief like very terse mm -hmm. so when you look at support and what it would do um it just says like we'll refill chi yeah so i assume they just kind of and i i did uh support with uh the 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 sexist character henpecked oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um and just so i assume they were all like that like yeah. they would just hang out and kind of help me out and, and peto he specifically doesn't attack really yeah yeah he's he's the one he's the most interesting support we'll talk about the companions when we run into him in the, mm -hmm. the main story no. um while also being a pretty problematic character <laughs> um the uh but yeah i just i ended up having them as attack just because i thought wanted them to draw fire mm -hmm. um interesting it's good that they you know so that's a good thing like if you're going to play this game after listening to this i recommend doing your path because my path was not it was still pretty minimally helpful. Yeah, yeah. And generally, the AI is very shallow in this. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I really wanted more granular, granular control. I wanted to be able to jump back and forth. What it ultimately gets down to is something that we said a little bit earlier. It doesn't feel like there's that much of a distinction between who you bring with you yeah. like there were there was definitely like oh for my character it didn't make sense to take silk fox because her attacks uh like basically the styles that she used were exactly like mine but also like that didn't actually like that didn't screw me at all really mm -hmm. yeah yeah if i did it yeah in in a typical sense uh what they do is your support style will be like a buff either mm -hmm. you do more damage or you'll get a meter refilled mm -hmm. and then attack style is obviously they attack um only having being able to take one person with you mm -hmm. uh during this to me the the probably the worst effect of this was it discouraged me from exploring all these characters stories yeah um the character who i took with me the most the the storyline i completed was the the young demon girl mm -hmm. um and it was because she was always with me yeah you know Briefly, I took some other people with me when I got them. The fact that they all seemed roughly the same, though, mm -hmm. I was like, I want to continue the story. I think the idea is if you want to do those stories, you talk to them at camp. There's so few opportunities to talk to them at camp. 
there are exactly like it, it feels very like you are not particularly encouraged to get all of these companion stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I read about them. A lot of them are not that interesting, mm-hmm. you know, but I still would have liked the opportunity. I mean, all, all of this kind of adds together to, you know, give you minimal kind of player expression, which is a real bummer. Um, yeah. given that this is, you know, it's something that the studio has done and would continue to do after this, like, you know, Mass Effect, you know, Mass Effect and Mass Effect 2, that whole series really, you know, like your party composition is a really big deal. Uh, what powers you activate for individual people uh, matters because you have control over when they fire and who they fire mm-hmm. at. Yeah. Um, it's just a, it, it's, it's a real weird, just kind of like valley for them in terms of, you know, in terms of uh, doing something that we, re- we really value here on the show, which is player expression uh, specifically yeah. in combat. Yep. It just, it, it's whether I look forward to fights or not. Yeah. You know, and in this game, they were speed bumps on the way to the next thing, which was sometimes good, sometimes not that interesting. Right. But they were always speed bumps. Mm-hmm. So um, we talked a lot about the the morality, mm-hmm. um, the way this expresses in the game kind of faints at nuance, but doesn't actually extend into it. It is purportedly um, nuanced. Yes. And characters will talk about it as if it is nuanced, even though in the actual game, it is not. Yeah. So in the uh, the way that it works is there are uh, open palm and closed fist. Yes. Um, and the description of these is a little bit more nuanced than just good and evil mm-hmm. um, because they, they try to add, you know, a spot of black and the blue of the eye of the Lord a little bit for each of them, mm-hmm. um, like a yin yang symbol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, the open palm is peaceful and harmonious and good with an emphasis on helping others. But mm-hmm. the downside is supposed to be that uh, it leaves you vulnerable. Yes. Like um, it is easily easy to exploit. It's naive. Mm hmm. Um, and closed fist, it is supposed to be pragmatic, and you've got this emphasis on self-reliance violently imposed on all around you. The idea yes. being that because struggle makes one strong, uh, it is not necessarily up to you to reduce struggle, and in fact, it may be a virtue um, to uh, uh, make sure there is more struggle out there. Uh, so think objectivism, kind of. Yes, it's it's the, the Dorothy Parker and Rand uh, <laughs> system of Bioware morality. Yeah. Um, and as um, described, I'm really down for those. You know, like that, like that is interesting. I just don't think that, that like they don't back it up with choices that they make. Because in reality, it's either like, oh, are you upstanding or are you a big jerk? Uh, will you work for free or is it pay me, motherfucker? Um, and mm-hmm. then that is also, you know, like it is also like, will I save the world or will I doom it just for a little bit more power for me? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't necessarily see I'm a big jerk being, you know, necessary and run alongside. It feels like that should fill up a different meter than um, I will sell out the entire world so I can have a little bit more power. Like, just well, and- it's, it's weird that I, like like th- those two things add up to the same side of the ledger. It, it's the to make this kind of thing work you need to have unexpected consequences yeah in a game you need to think you did the good thing and have it fuck somebody over yeah um which is not new at this time no. right so uh bad ending of junk town mm-hmm. and fallout one like you uh you get rid of uh uh what's his name greco or greg low or grilo or whatever they, they you get rid of jimmy jimmy chair so yeah, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy Gambler chair, chair. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jimmy Dice Legs, and it, it fucks over the town, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was the, the original idea. 
behind that. Like doing the the wrong thing was good because you know there was an argument that he had. Like mm-hmm. this was prosperous. It brought people. And this, this ended up getting changed, but that was originally the you know the idea mm-hmm. um, of that. And and when you do, and what is in the game is if you do help uh, Killian, if mm-hmm. you help the mayor, he kind of turns it. He's a little bit of a despot. Yep. Like he's a law and order candidate. Um, you have to have unintended consequences, and this game doesn't have unintended anything. Right. Like unexpected anything. Like. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what's going to happen when you do things outside of the big twist, which I all the twists in this game are so baldly signaled. Um, but the uh, so you, you what you need to do is you'd have to have a character where it's like, I thought I was helping them, but I was actually hurting them. Mm-hmm. That gives me some credence to the closed fist. Yeah. I gave this this beggar some money. He, it's, it's horrible libertarian stuff, so it's all going to be fake. Mm-hmm. I gave him some money and he spent it on drugs. Yeah, that's what you would need at least to have this be an argument. Mm-hmm. They don't do that. That'd be vile. That's uh, wrong in real life and in, in fiction. I, I, I gave him money and somebody else robbed him and he, he died in the altercation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I gave him a new a nice pair of shoes because he thought he wanted it and somebody killed him for the shoes or something. Right. You have to do something like that. The game just doesn't kind of just chooses not to. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of ink in the game about how nuanced this is, while it is never nuanced in practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, and uh, what, 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 uh, what it ultimately uh, what it ultimately comes up to in a lot of these instances is you're sold something you absolutely do not get. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very disappointing. The mm-hmm. um, on the wiki, there's a section for philosophy, where the person who wrote the wiki is talking about how complicated this is. Yeah, like you know the way the open palm and closed fist both present the player with questions about the applications of their fundamentals. Yeah, and give some examples uh, to it, and they're real weak sauce. Yeah, uh, there is a for there's a. a quest in this where you save a forest from an evil spirit (laughs) and they're saying like oh you know it might seem like it is more harmonious to banish the evil spirit and favor the good one but didn't you have to banish the evil spirit with violence and like motherfucker it is a cannibal that controls an army of mucinex goblins (laughs) there's nothing nuanced there was no there's no gray to that just because i had to use violence to kill the mucinex goblin Mm -hmm. everyone should kill the mucinex goblin with violence that's the whole point of mucinex Uh uh-huh wiki will you know like wikipedia wall like that is that does not make this nuanced because you have to use violence the open palm is never against violence anyway that it's philosophically incoherent Mm -hmm. like it, it does not present no a path um and like there there probably is an argument to be made and i don't know if i am the person to make the argument but i will i I will take it take a try at it anyway that this is kind of a western interpretation of like what they consider eastern philosophy to be Mm -hmm. big scare quotes around eastern philosophy um and that is what they're trying to sell this as and it kind of seems like maybe they should have gotten people who know more about the distinctions um and the different priorities <laughs> between the different cultures um and the general just like body of philosophical work that happens uh you know yes. uh, between the different cultures it it just it just kind of seems like they took a bunch of like okay well this is light side points and dark side points and let's say that it's more nuanced because because it has this theming and we can pos- like we could pl- plausibly get away with making that claim and and that is actually a whole ball of worms right there. Like mm-hmm. there there's a patina over this game of like my instinct being that there's something very problematic going on. Yeah. In terms of who made this. Like this was a bunch of white Western dudes. Mm-hmm. And like the the word that immediately comes to mind is fetishization, but that is too strong. Yeah. And then 
know, then it becomes a question like, is it okay to do things in this setting and do mm-hmm. a fantasy version of this? Why would it be okay to do fantasy Europe if it's not okay to do this? I don't actually know the answer to and that. And also, it's I don't want to have that conversation, but I know that it's there. <laughs> yes. Smarter people than me have probably written essays about this. People with more skin in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people, people of Asian descent mm-hmm. or whose culture is more touched by this have probably written like essays about it. Yeah. Um, I was looking around mm-hmm. for that kind of thing. I made a good faith effort to try to find the literature, which I try to do whenever we're going to step into a possibly controversial thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did not find it, yeah. um, you know, because this is kind of a, weirdly an obscure game. Yeah you know, uh, kind of not talked about very much. Um, I don't know where this is on that, but right. the morality system feels like an expression of that hinky feeling I get from it of like mm-hmm. a little bit of fetishization or a little bit of like us doing the shallow version of this is okay because we're ascribing a, a grander philosophy to it and, and a philosophy we're not familiar with, like an yeah. exotic philosophy almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's, there's a certain kind of exoticism to the way that the morality is talked about in this. Um, that, you know, it's kind of weird, uh, regardless of the intention, uh, which plays into open palm, closed fist, because intention plays into that, um, a lot, regardless of the intention, I think actually like bleeds to a weaker product. Yeah. Um, or at least, a broader dissonance between, um, expectation and delivery, let's say. Yeah. 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 Um, so the, uh, your party. Um, there is a, uh, they generally don't have loyalty quests. Some of them do only mm-hmm. a couple of them do. Um, a lot of times they have kind of loyalty conversations. Um, Bioware is kind of proclivity for romance, mm-hmm. uh, happens in this game as well. Yep. Um, which, uh, you can, if you want to, you can, you can, uh, you know, it's a, it's an early example of, uh, you know, I believe that, do they patch it in? Is there, there are gay options in this? Like you can, <sighs> romance uh, regardless of gender i forget i I don't know if a male character can romance sky okay i think i think a female character can romance a a, a Uh, female character can romance sky or um oh gosh silk fox yes and well and uh and your buddy your uh your your companion from the beginning what is her name this is killing me dawnstar no no you 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 can't romance dawnstar directly as a female um, however, Dawnstar does get involved in the Menage a Trois if you do a closed fist romance with, ah, bo- with, yes. with, 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 with both Sky and now if you do a closed fist romance as a male with both of them, they will yes. uh, they, they will sleep together, which is super fucked up because that's incest. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an incest and it's a it's also a pretty gross like you know fantasy. So there, there is there is a gay option. Yeah, uh, and it, it's a kind of an early example of that. Which mm-hmm. is good, you know. That's you know, I'm not going to poo-poo that because of my general distaste for romance options and games. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's not for me. If this is something that, if that is meaningful to you, I would never take that away from you mm-hmm. for money. Like, I would never do it. Right. Um, for me, I just didn't pursue them. Right. Um, and part of it was I didn't think any of the characters were interesting enough. Like, when I would talk, uh, you know, to to my my friend, my longtime childhood friend, mm-hmm. I would get the option uh, to, you know, hey, uh, you know, Dawnstar. Should I say uh, you're an idiot and all of our trainings are false and I hope our teacher dies? Or should I say you honor me and I can see my life spending my life with you? And yeah. It's like, well, I'll say the good good guy thing. Mm-hmm. But it never ended up. I didn't pursue it enough. I didn't have enough of those camp conversations Yeah, uh, for it to play out in the ending. Yeah. And I didn't seek it because I think those in games are weird. I think watching the action figures fuck is not <laughs> a good goal. Yeah. Uh, um, so. And pursuing a closed fist playthrough. 
uh, there isn't really a, a way to make. If given a chance, I would grind you to mud between my beneath my wheel as progress marches on. There's no way to make that into a into a pickup line. So it's not, it's not Carol and Mister Henderson. Right? <laughs> How many breakfast the other day? Three, one, three. <laughs> yeah. Um. yeah. So it just it didn't really factor in uh, for, for 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 me as well. Um, it was, so I guess we now while talking about the about about the companions, we can talk about just like the, like some good stuff. Uh, the world yeah. the world flavor and like a lot of the actual like written dialogue ends up being really funny. I would, the, the comedy aspect of it, I was very surprised by. Yeah, like they they like, they, they nail a it a lot. Game. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of a comedy game. Uh -huh. There are plenty of times in which they buff they they biff it. Mm -hmm. Like Henpack Ho, like sucks i hate everything with that character i just um, picture if you haven't played this and you're not going to listen to the full episode picture a whole character whose entire premise is take my wife please it, it's it's really wife based he's the he's the original wife guy like he's he's, he's got a real wife guy energy and it's really I love my weird. extremely cruel wife yeah he's a cruel wife guy you know um and then like black whirlwind sucks like if if you think it is very funny for a big guy to like to drink, mm -hmm. have we got the character for you? The, the 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 funny thing about Black Whirlwind is he always describes I want to be ankle deep in something upside down. Yeah, <laughs> like, which, is, which is which is funny, but it happens over. But he says and it over a lot and over like blood, the, the wine, blood and wine. Yep. Just those two things. Yeah, um, just want to be ankle deep upside down in Witcher DLC. Mm -hmm. The um. And but it's just uh, just those one jokes. The funny parts, though, come from uh, like the, the quest and side characters you run into, yeah. which are genuinely like pretty charming and fun. Mm -hmm. Like there is there's early on in the first uh, major town, there is like a finding a husband quest for a local gang lord. And you bring <laughs> this like absolutely dipshit guy who's very funny. Like the uh -huh. dialogue is just it's like a very funny scenario. Yeah, um, I did a play. Uh, during one part that's very funny there's a famous scene which we'll talk about with mm -hmm. a westerner which i i didn't actually do do but i watched okay uh online and like there are parts of it that are funny it's also i feel like a missed opportunity i feel like it's a little bit overrated yeah but there are parts of it that are pretty funny mm -hmm. uh during his armor it just has a piece of cheese on a fork yep <laughs> on the front of it like there, there are legitimately like kind of funny things in this like the the dialogue while not being like deep Mm -hmm. is rarely embarrassing and yeah. it's not uh you know it's like the writing in the grand terms of themes and plot i think is not very good mm -hmm. the individual dialogue from your character is really bad because mm -hmm. it's stuck within this closed fist open palm dichotomy mm -hmm. when characters are talking to you though it's generally pretty sharp and can be pretty amusing yeah um voice acting performances are good mm -hmm. uh generally uh th there's not an awful lot that is embarrassing uh in this so yeah I'll see on that Mm -hmm. and, and I think that, you know, we talked about the world being interesting, um, and I think part of the probably, you know, if I have to guess, like a lot of people who have a lot of affection for this have a lot of affection for it for being different. Yes. Um, you know, you spend a lot of time uh, in swords, mm -hmm. swords and spaceships and taking another, you know, we talked about this when you talked about Sekiro, mm -hmm. right? Like a game I have complicated feelings about, but it was interesting to be in another culture and learn mm -hmm. about these these things like that has inherent undeniable value mm -hmm. um and I, know, I understand this is not broadly representational of any real life culture mm -hmm. it is kind of a best pastiche and magical version of it mm -hmm. but it ends up like becoming like a pretty interesting world mm -hmm. 
for a role-playing game like it doesn't come out of a stock yeah even even just aesthetically as well um i think that they 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 make a lot of very good choices for just uh the way people dress and the way that um you know towns are laid out and the you know just graphically it's a very you know like this is a pretty game not so much because of you know technical reasons kind of a nightmare again like a lot of that generation was but from an art direction standpoint it's actually like a really appealing game yeah uh, tech, this is just a side note, but technically I had more glitches with this game than I have in a long time. Hmm. Uh, I saw so many T-poses, <laughs> like many times going into a quarter of town where everyone is T-posing around, and I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it made me think of uh, Japanese tea ceremonies, and everyone's <laughs> walking around in T-poses. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Um, but I also kept running into a glitch where the camera would turn uh, to, like, as if my character were looking down. Uh-huh. And I couldn't, like, many times it took an alarming amount of things to undo this. Like, I'd walk into a room, I would just be looking at the floor and have to navigate by the mini-map like I'm playing uh, <laughs> yeah, like Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah like, it's really weird. Um, so so tons of technical uh, issues I, I had with this yeah. on the, the PC. Um, but in terms of that flavor, like, it does feel good to be in a different era mm-hmm. or a different kind of thing. The closest thing it reminds me of, actually, is, like, Arcanum. Mm, yeah. Which also has the feeling of just, like, oh, this just isn't usual. Like, mm-hmm. this Renaissance-era... Uh, kind of steampunk thing is not something you spend a lot of time in video games yeah. with or Shadowrun almost mm-hmm. like Shadowrun. There are a lot of games set in Shadowrun, but that that future that that kind of future magic yeah, yeah. thing is like a unique cyberpunk aesthetic. Yeah, this is a unique setting and that it goes a long way mm-hmm. like that. Is, that is really neat. I think that the actual the main the main plot itself is a little unambitious, but is moves along at a good clip. Like I'm a little sick of you know games basically doing star wars yeah yeah. Uh, and it has a real like star wars kind of feel to it to me but it's not uh it's not you know i think it's a more nuanced plot than dragon age one you know which is just like what if there was a big evil dragon and orcs (laughs) you know like that's not very interesting Mm -hmm. the the blight is not very interesting um this is uh this is more interesting than that yes so a a lot of the joy comes in the moment-to-moment dialogue Mm mm-hmm yeah, just like in terms of like, you know, mechanically, the scenario design is no great shakes, but like the actual s- scenarios, the situations that you get into generally have a good amount of interest to them. Like mm-hmm. from a play perspective, the Assassin Fortress is pretty dire, but it's super hilarious just how like self-sabotagingly evil these dipshits are. <laughs> yeah, you like the, the, all of the all of the questions that I found very frustrating. I kept mm-hmm. thinking of like a different studio doing way cooler things with that. Yeah. But it was an interesting area. Yeah. Like the, the, what they were doing was interesting. Like there's kind of just like, there's, there's nuggets mm-hmm. anywhere you're at of something of interest, Yeah. you know, that you can kind of pick up and that can be going like, and the, the game is also, and this is going to sound like faint praise, but it's not, um, it's short. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why it's unmanageable. WRPG month. This yeah, is yeah. usually if somebody tries to patronize a game of, of like a, a Western RPG, it would be like, well, we you know, can't really do that. But people often to patronize or offer short ones for their mm-hmm. picks uh, to produce, and that made this work. Um, and in this game, uh, it just does a lot of work towards it not overstaying its welcome. Mm-hmm. Like between the fact that the overall length is short and the fact that the last four chapters are, are a, a slide, mm-hmm. you know, our are, are, are luge ride, mm-hmm. um, just kind of made it go down pretty easy. In a way that, like, I wasn't dreading playing this. Like, we've done games before that have a lot of the same problems as this, um, such as Nier. Like, the combat Nier is a little bit better, but the fact that that was so repetitive and based in that combat made me dread sitting down to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not dread sitting down to play this. It just kind of went down, like, a little bit like, 
really like comfort food, but like Soylent or something. <laughs> you know, it went down like a nourishing thing that moved time forward with Soy- some entertainment and some frustration. Soylent mac and cheese. Soy mac. <laughs> yeah, it was a little soy mac. You know, speaking of uh, of Shadowrun, you know, it, was, it had a little soy mac energy. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it went down pretty easy. Like I, I was entertained during the the 14 or 15 hours or whatever I spent on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and real quick, uh, <laughs> Gary, why why is there why is there a shmup in this? Yeah. Why why, why do you why do you play uh, Jamestown? Yeah. Why shmup? <laughs> Just raising shmup? my hand in the back of the back class. I was Hi. expecting there to be so on the menu of this. There's this option just to play the mini games, right? And I was like, oh, there's going to be a lot of mini games. And yeah. It's like that's going to be the idea. Nope. Um, there's a mini game. Mm-hmm. It's a shmup. It's not a very good shmup. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're optional. Yes. Uh, I, I don't they, know what the benefit of doing them is. I always did no them because I wanted yeah, don't, I wanted yeah. variety. But if you do them, if you succeed at all of them, you get uh, gems oh. or you get a perk. So there are like benefits to it. But at this point, you know, we talked about the economy. Those perks were not particularly meaningful right. at this point. Like getting plus five to all of my derived stats mm-hmm. because I did all the mini games was not necessarily worth my time. Yeah. Um, they're not horror shows. Like they're not horrible. Mm-hmm. The the biggest frustration I had with the shoot 'em up sections is that uh, you don't have an invincibility period after getting hit. Yeah, and enemies come from the bottom of the screen. That's so, the like, problem. Yeah, in a shoot 'em up, you want to stay near the bottom of the screen so you have as much lead time for things you're shooting. Things mm-hmm. come up behind you and just melt you. Yeah, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have you have a couple different special items you can have. I think you can get more if you do um, the the wacky. Uh, <laughs> little random monkey cheese characters uh, right right if you do you know, kang yeah yeah uh which kang a real it, problem with he kang. has one good line <laughs> yeah I, I i wanted kang i wanted kang to go <laughs> i had to crack kang over my knee like real Fran- francois like he's the francois of this game <laughs> kang had to go. Oh, i love the kang. idea of just like having the francois award for individual games he takes the, uh, <laughs> the francois memorial Everyone gets a Francois. <laughs> a good new chair. Each one has a Francois. In this game, it's King the Mad. King the Mad <laughs> who joins you for no particular reason. Uh, just, and, and just hangs around for no particular reason. Like, yeah. just like King the Mad quite mm, a bit. Yeah. He's not as bad. I think that my least favorite character is uh, Black Whirlwind. Yes. He's just like, uh, when's the, where's the wine? Yeah. He's like essentially the only joke over and fucking over and over. Uh-huh. And then Kang is just, well, bl- I'll blow it up. It'll be blown up with a bomb. <laughs> and that's yeah. essentially it. A little bit. Um, but anyway, there's shooters. Mm-hmm. And it just <laughs> says, do you want to fight them or evade them? Right. And it's, you know, yeah. I did a couple of them and I evaded one and I fought the last one because mm-hmm. it felt a lot important and it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the variety. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as we, we mentioned, this is the studio's first original IP. Mm-hmm. Um, development began in earnest in 2001, but much later, the studio admitted uh, they would have benefited for waiting for the Xbox 360 yes. as opposed to squeezing this out on the original Xbox. Yeah, which makes makes a good a good deal of sense. I would have preferred for them to I don't know, maybe they learned stuff here that made the original Mass Effect better. But mm-hmm. and like and uh, the, the, the you know, if you do a little bit of reading, they had a sequel for this planned and ideas from that from it eventually got harvested for uh, for Mass Effects and Dragon Age. So who knows? Like the like this may have been like foundational to better things that came after it or mo- more noteworthy things that came after it. Let's yeah. Say. Yeah, uh, but like it's the game they wanted to make from like the founding of Bioware, um, the founding <laughs> of Bioware as a game studio, not as like a medical software 
uh, place. <laughs> like, well, you keep returning this diagnostic uh, program <laughs> with all these Wuja references. Why do you keep doing this? I'll fire you. Yeah. <laughs> um and reading about the about the like development itself like it did like this wasn't especially troubled you know in mm-hmm. contrast to something like dragon age which we you know, which took forever um in contrast to you know a, a, a other stuff that they had under, undertaken it was just like pleasant and uneventful and they you know there's a lot of like wor- a lot of words put out about like the fake language that they put into the game uh because any new setting is going to have to have um, a made-up language along with it. Thanks, yep, Tolkien. There's a, a, a 2,500 word uh, fake language mm-hmm. uh, in this, uh, which, because I love my patrons, I learned to uh, speak fluently Okay, for the episode. Cool. Hit me. But I shall not demonstrate. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> cool. just, I'm having, me having a good time laughing with my friends who are just out of frame. <laughs> God, uh, that, the, is, that is the best, the best tweet of the decade, maybe. <laughs> It, it's real good. It's really good. Um, yeah, I did not learn the language, but there is a language. And I'm sure somebody out there learned it. Yes. Um, it's fine. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, graphics and music are both fine. The soundtrack actually gets a lot of words as well as a whole Wikipedia subsection of that. Um, it always feels like a little like whenever same thing. It feels a little bit with Sekiro where it's the same type of Dark Souls music with a different instrument palette. Yeah. Yeah. Like as a genre, when you just kind of do Eastern. Mm hmm as a genre of music. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like it, it, it kind of can run together to me. There are some songs in this. I thought were good. Mm-hmm. There is like a creeping up town theme that would happen after dialogue that had like kind of almost a comforting effect. Like, Oh, like I'm back in the, the plays play mode now. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. run around that. I kind of liked, but none of it felt super noteworthy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily just an, an element of the genre. Uh, that it's in but it, it didn't it just didn't jump out which can doesn't mean it's bad it just yeah wasn't you know wasn't super special to me i was i was a little disappointed but i think i was holding it to a different standard i like this composer jack wall uh he had done music for mist three and four which have very good music mm-hmm. um yeah I, I think it's just a matter of the kind of story that this is versus what those are so yeah, yeah. you're just gonna get a lot of like this is the epic theme from jade empire uh that kind of yeah. deal yeah yeah. And instead of, you know, this having horns and, and drums and stuff, this has, you know, shamisons, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so this was well received, you know, it reviewed, uh, <laughs> I feel like it got a lot of, uh, a lot of points for being like a noteworthy Xbox, uh, original game, um, in, uh, uh, kind of late in the cycle for that system, but it, you know, it was reviewed pretty well, uh, at the time it sold well enough to get a PC port. Uh, there's an iOS and Android port for the port for this Gary. Yeah. Um, I didn't, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could have spent the $10 to see how that is, but, uh, no, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'll give $10 to Bernie Sanders or something. Sucks. It, there are better ways to spend $10. Yeah. You know, put $10 in patreon.com slash duck TV. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I played, um, maybe the first like four hours of KOTOR mm-hmm. on iOS and it actually plays okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at first I thought, because of that, I was like, oh, this will be similar because it'll be it's a similar combat system and then when i started like you know kind of looking into it i was like oh no no no. Mm -hmm. like i need a controller for this no matter what (laughs) yeah i i I tweeted uh, an excerpt from it but when i was looking at this there was a review that says i was worried that the controls would be bad but they're okay that said walking around is a bit of a challenge (laughs) 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 what else what qualifies as controls please yeah if not sir or ma'am 
Well, the menu navigation is pretty yeah, all right. Cool. All right. You know, yeah. The menu navigation <laughs> works well with touchscreen. Yeah. No shit. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is the uh, roughly the end. We're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the end of the public portion of this. this is a meaty 90 minutes for the public portion. Yeah. We're going to be here all fucking day. Um, we're going we're gonna to get into it after the break. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to hear the entire episode and a whole year of premium episodes, mm-hmm. basically, um, become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash TV. $5 gets you all of those. Uh, there are some legendary bangers in there. Yep. Um, so definitely uh, check that out. And you can patronize, listen to them, and depatronize. It does not bother us. Yes. Um, if you want to support an episode and produce an episode and pick a game, you can also do that. We are getting our t- early 2020 nailed down and mm-hmm. it's a wall to wall, nonstop, amazing shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a very strong start yep. for the year. Um, you can also do so at the Patreon. Mm-hmm. 